0: This is the Casper and Chris podcast
1: from News Talk KBOI, Boise. Drive home
0: live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Well, it's Groundhog Day again getting tired of saying that, by the way. <clears throat> get look, a start over uh, in the search.
3: A, the same thing is going to happen today. They're going to look for a Speaker of the House.
2: Yep. Get a start over from scratch. Well, and, and, and it's really not even happening today. This is the part that I don't get. And you, you see more and more Americans frustrated by the fact we have no speaker. Going on three weeks now. And basically, Jordan withdrew himself from... From speakership last week. So what do you do when you don't have a speaker and you really need a speaker because no business is being done till you get a speaker is you take four days off <laughs> and regroup. I don't know why it takes that long. They are
3: nothing if not consistent
2: to, to regroup. Um, nine people, by the way, uh, you had until noon yesterday, if, uh, you threw your hat in the ring. If I had known the deadline was noon, I, I I wasn't paying attention because you know it's NFL football Sunday, so I'm mm-hmm. more paying attention to that and my fantasy teams. If I had known that the deadline was uh, 12 noon or 10 o'clock our time, uh, I would have thrown my hat in the ring. <laughs> Why not? Yeah,
3: you don't have to be in Congress nope. to be the speaker of the house. No,
2: nope. so nine representatives, GOP representatives, have now thrown officially their hat in a uh, in the ring for the third round of trying to find a Speaker of the House. Of course, the uh, first round, you had Scalise come out and uh, not enough support, so he withdrew his name. Actually, he withdrew his name before even the first vote. And then you had Representative Jordan, um, who was chosen by the GOP, and every vote he lost more support. So by the third vote that came out on Friday, he decided to withdraw his name. So now we go back to the drawing board to find, uh, like I said, I'm still thinking my idea of a reverse lottery is the best idea based on what's happened so far. Just everybody put their hat in the ring, pull out one name, and you are the loser. You must be Speaker of the House.
3: I'm wondering how long it'll be before they uh, end up with, like, Russ Fulcher.
2: Well, he could have thrown his hat in the the ring if he wanted to. I'm sure he could have. He is not one of them officially, by the way. We'll give you uh, the nine names here uh, as we go along this morning. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts on what's going on, please feel free. Our phone lines are, are open, as they always are, and you can take part in the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Toll free, one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. 529 5264 Now, if you think, hey, we could have a speaker by tomorrow, um, no, they're not going to vote today. They're going to meet behind closed doors so that there can be yelling and screaming and gnashing of teeth again (laughs) where they will i believe this is what will happen behind closed doors today vote for one of the nine to come out of that that's who they will put forward and then they will vote who they don't want to be the next speaker of the house
3: it is probably less embarrassing for them when they do it all behind closed doors well Less
2: embarrassing, but man, could you imagine how entertaining it would be if we got to hear all the cussing and yelling and screaming? <laughs> yeah, that, that alleges to have been happening. Yeah, that, yeah, that's been happening behind the closed doors. That's that's the reason why they're you're exactly right. Why they're having it behind closed doors because it would sound embarrassing. Not that it isn't embarrassing already.
3: I guess we just have to find somebody who is a Republican that all the Republicans agree with and like. Pretty much, that's it. <laughs> It, it, d- does that person exist? Uh, based on on so far, no.
2: Mm. I, am I wrong? I mean, based no, so far, I, it's like,
3: I, I mean c- clearly they haven't figured out who it is yet.
2: Yeah, based on so far, everybody has their has a reason. Even Idaho's contingent of representatives split. Mike Simpson and Russ Fulcher don't agree. Russ Fulcher has backed the uh, GOP nomination of uh, Jim Jordan last week. Mike Simpson uh, backed Scalise both times, even though Scalise had yeah. uh, withdrawn his name. we we'll are talk a little bit more about this. Um, KBOI is efforting to get Mike Simpson on the air. Have not heard back from him as of yet. However, one of the people that he attacked in his press release, Dorothy Mood, Idaho GOP chairwoman, uh, was on to uh, talk about her thoughts on what's going on, and also um, working with Mike Simpson, because he is a uh, Republican, part of the GOP. Moon is the GOP chairwoman, and uh, quite frankly, he uh, took uh, not a quite so subtle slap at, shall we put it, Dorothy Moon, in uh, writing a uh, uh, co-ed, co-op. Let me try that again. An op-ed explaining why he didn't vote for Jordan as Speaker of the House. Basically uh, said that he was not over the moon.
3: About. About Jim Jordan. Jordan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, The over the moon part was was, uh, basically uh, not so subtle. Jordan Slap at Dorothy Moon.
3: (laughs) Jordan does rub some people the wrong way. He's He's not even a masseuse he uh or is it monsieur
2: monsieur she was on with Nate Sherman on Friday if you want to hear the uh, whole interview we got a, a couple of the highlights of that interview uh talking about working together um here in the state of Idaho and uh she she's she's pretty uh was pretty blatant on uh her thoughts about representatives because apparently according to Dorothy Moon they couldn't get a hold of uh, Mike Simpson or his phones were so busy last week that Republicans started calling their offices. So they manned all their phones all week long and said that they were getting overrun with emails and phone calls about uh, Simpson also. So we'll, we'll hear some of that. Like I said, if you want to hear the whole interview, she was uh, on for about half an hour with Nate Showman, uh on Friday. You can go to our podcast, KBOI.com, click on the uh, link there and hear the whole interview uh coming up in about 45 minutes we'll give you some of the highlights uh of that we'll keep you updated on uh what's going on also in uh israel fight still going on by the way there uh, apparently uh talks that this could be the week that israel enters gaza with ground forces mm. So they thought that that would happen a while ago, but uh, apparently has not happened as of yet. But this week is the best guesstimate of when that could possibly happen.
3: There are people all over the world calling for a ceasefire. And it seems like every time they do, the next headline is that uh, Israel has plans to ramp up the thing.
4: Yeah, it is. uh,
2: This whole thing, and I I admit, I, I am not familiar with geopolitical ins and outs of what goes on in the Mideast. I'm not aware of the ins and outs of what goes on religious-wise in in this particular area. Uh, I'm not aware of uh, the geopolitical politics of a democracy, Israel, being stuck in the middle of all these other countries who are non-democratic and having to figure out how to survive and all get along. Obviously, they don't get along because <laughs> you've had fighting going on for how many hundreds of years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the big, big worry of this, once again, that I have said is of this thing escalating. If uh, Iran,
3: oh, you heard all the China involved, stuff. The last couple yeah, of days.
2: China, China has now sent us uh, their navy um, to be right along U.S.'s navy uh, there in that area. I mean, it doesn't take much to escalate. If you get an accidental bumping of ships, something, but yeah, the forty-four—I think it's the forty-fourth carrier
3: group in China is, if, has been sent. If one inadvertently sinks another,
2: mm-hmm. then you have more
3: than just that. Can, that the, can, that can be so misunderstood.
2: The escalation of uh, the uh, Middle East war, then you've got an escalation of uh, world war type of reprisals. Those are some of the things we'll be talking about. If you want to weigh in, uh, please do so. Uh, Our phone lines are open. You can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. It is football week again. After an off week, Boise State gets back in action against Wyoming this coming Saturday. Yes, we have your free tickets. Can we get another sellout? We're going to try and we're going to help out by giving away our free tickets coming up there this week. We'll give you more details on that on the way. Right now, our first check on sports brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. The place to go. You want to get your week started off right? Get into Pork Belly in downtown CUNA.
3: The Rangers on Sunday beat the Astros 9 2 in Houston. That ties the Major League Baseball American League Championship Series at three games apiece. And that means the winner of tonight's Game 7 will go to the World Series. It starts at 6 o'clock on Fox. In the National League Championship Series, Philadelphia leads Arizona three games to two. Game six starts at three this afternoon on TBS. Monday Night Football will be on ABC at 6 p.m. The 5 and one Forty ers travel to Minnesota to meet the 2-4 and four Vikings. In games Sunday, the Patriots surprised Buffalo 29-25. That is career win number 300 for Bill Belichick. He's third all-time in wins after Don Shula and George Hallis. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is fourth with 253 career victories. Kansas City is 6-1 after dropping the Chargers 31-17, and the Eagles are 6-1, defeating the now 5-2 Dolphins by the same score, 31-17. In Sunday's closest and highest-scoring game, the Browns beat the Colts in Indianapolis 39-38. Cleveland's Kareem Hunt scored the winning touchdown with just seconds to go in the game, following two penalties in the final 40 seconds called on Colts defensive back Daryl Baker Jr. Also Sunday, the Bears beat the Raiders 30-12. The Seahawks are 4-2 and after a 2010 win over the Cardinals. And Denver won for just a second time this season, 1917, over Green Bay. That's sports.
0: For your Google Play, simply say,
1: Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 623. Still warm out, fifty degrees in downtown Boise. Uh Boise with uh some rain this morning. Didn't have that in the uh Nampa area where I live, driving in didn't hit it until I got the uh, yeah. Boise, but a little, uh, a little
3: moisture. Yeah, we, uh, we live off of uh, in in the five mile Fairview area, and everything was just completely wet, so we got soaked last night. I
2: think uh, probably it looks like I was looking ahead to next week. We haven't had our official first frost. Possibly could be coming next week with temperatures finally. Getting out of the overnight lows in the 50s uh, and 40s down into the low 30s, possibly by next week. So, looks like that colder weather could finally be coming uh, here next week, end of October, 1st of November. Um, we could be getting our first freeze. Dow Futures, by the way, as we get into way for a Monday morning, uh, Dow is down 130 points, uh, a little over an hour ahead of the opening. Once again, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up an hour from right now. Uh, first email and asking uh, what you're thinking about um, what is going on in the House, not being able to come up with a uh, speaker. This person writes in, no name on this, says, uh, yes, you guys are wrong, you ask. Really tired of listening to the two of you whine about the House. Gates and the others with him are absolutely the ones Americans support, at least those who care or pay attention. The Problem lies in the 20 who can't get behind uh, the Republican choice, Because they're part of the swamp, i.e. Simpson. I tried calling repeatedly. He wouldn't answer the phone. They are inundated, and he voted against his constituents for someone not running. Whine about Simpson. Uh, Again, I I love it when people like you don't pay attention. We're whining about everybody. We're not whining about specific people we're whining about the whole entire house and, and that we're three weeks without a speaker and they can't come behind anybody so don't don't put words in our mouth and say we're not whining we're whining about simpson we're whining about everybody this is embarrassing for the
3: republican party i don't know where you got that a majority of americans support what gates is doing you could also say that it was stupid for gates to get behind
2: and take out kevin mccarthy I know you won't because you believe in Gates and what he did. However, there are only eight Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. The majority didn't want him out. You're okay with that? We wouldn't be having this right now. I get it. It depends on what narrative you want to follow along in the context of who voted for who, who didn't vote for who, who got put forward, who's doing the right thing, who's doing the wrong thing. Don't put words in our mouth. We're calling out everybody, every Republican in the House of Representatives right
3: now for not being able to get a speaker elected. We do take time to praise those who do something well. It just doesn't take very much time. 208-336-3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us if you want. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios. We are our news Talk on KBOI. 633
2: once again. I uh, want to get through to us. You can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Take part in the show. Always appreciated and encouraged. You can also call us at 208 336 3700 Hound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Those numbers are going to come in handy a little bit uh, later this morning when we have a chance for you to get a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Absolutely free. This is in advance of a big sweet deal going on this coming Friday morning. As a matter of fact, we have two sweet deals for you. Biscuit and Hogs, $50 gift certificate for $25. By the way, uh, Biscuit and Hogs, second fastest sellout that we have uh, ever had.
3: under three minutes they make tasty food
2: yes yes they do fantastic bacon and things that you're not going to find uh just anywhere else you go for breakfast biscuit and hogs goes on sale this friday morning at 9 a.m and we also have biscuit and hogs gift certificate giveaway for our casper and chris damn near impossible question all week so get free ones if you don't win the free one, you can always go for the half-price deal. It's just one of the half-price deals going on Friday morning. Got a double shot for you. Uh, also, one of Idaho's oldest sporting goods stores. We have a half-price deal at McHugh Sports. Two locations, Boise, uh, here in Boise. And you have two chances to get both of these deals coming up here. Once again, I would suggest that if you're in for the Biscuit and Hogs, go for that first because that one has sold out the second quickest ever of all of our sweet deals ever uh right behind lock stock and barrel lock stock and barrel is number one at about a minute and 23 seconds um, biscuit and hogs also under two minutes just behind that so very popular the mccuse sweet deal also goes on sale at nine o'clock fifty dollar gift certificate for only twenty five dollars both of those on friday morning do whatever it takes to remind yourself at nine o'clock go to KBOI.com. click on the sweet deal link don't forget sweet deals available all week long too. check them out now dozens of sweet deals available as they always are at KBOI.com. click on the sweet deal link
1: the Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641, it's 50 degrees
2: in downtown Boise. Uh, as we mentioned, phone lines are always open during our show. We always encourage you to take part. And Jeremy and Emmett wanted to take part this morning. Jeremy, you, you, you have some complaints.
5: Complaints? Well, it's more of an observation. Okay. Uh, So we have an executive branch that's out of touch with reality. We had a a legislative branch who can't decide on who's going to speak for them. Uh, How far are we away from a government shutdown again?
2: November 17th, if uh, they don't come to an agreement or get another continuing resolution. So, yeah, we're less than a month away.
5: And the world's falling apart around us. <laughs> we've got wars in the Middle East. We've got wars in Europe. And what a. We don't live in a democracy. We live in an idiocracy at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, there would be some probably that agree with you.
5: <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Really? This is ridiculous.
2: What do you uh, feel, what do you think specifically uh, about, you brought it up, the uh, speaker vote?
5: You know, it's better to have a speaker you may not like than to have a speaker no speaker at all.
2: Do you, do you I think, don't
5: understand why
2: as Chris mentioned this morning, do you on. think there's going to be anybody that everybody, all the Republicans can get behind and like?
5: Uh, they better. <laughs> we kind of need that. That's important.
3: <laughs> I mean, I agree with they better, but will they? That's yeah. the. <laughs> it's like we all know. we all I... know that they better, but
2: yeah, at some point I I, th- I think uh, thank you for the phone call. By the way, at at some point I think you know you may not agree, or first of all, almost nobody agrees with one hundred percent with what anybody says or does not even themselves yeah but uh, uh unfortunately at some point you're going to go all right who is the best to lead i don't agree with this person but you know who is best or in, in the uh, instance you know some people say here in idaho who is best according to the people who sent you there to represent them you may not like the person but what do your constituents, what are they saying? You know, I don't like this person, but apparently everybody in my district who voted to send me here likes them, so I, I need like to vote for a, this you know, person. I like
3: what a friend of mine said the other day. He said, figure out who is the lesser of two evils and vote for less evil. <laughs>
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. By the way, nine. 9- Members of uh, GOP put their hat officially in the ring for the speakership. We'll give you the uh, nine people who did that. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll give you the reasons uh, Mike Simpson voted against the person that uh, Republicans put forward for speaker. He voted against um, Jordan and for Scalise, even though Scalise had uh, dropped out of the race. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that. He also took uh, kind of a... A slap at Dorothy Moon, chairwoman of the GOP here in Idaho. Uh, that will be coming up just after nine o'clock, or just after uh, seven o'clock this morning. Stick around for that. Right now, time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Opening up fifteen minutes from 9 now right now check out their menu the don't forget boise state back on the blue this coming saturday we have your free tickets we'll be giving away a chance for you to text and win coming up after nine o'clock so keep on listening
3: in the associated press college football top 25 poll undefeated georgia is still number one the bulldogs received 38 of 63 first place votes sunday Undefeated Michigan is second with first place uh, nineteen first place votes. Ohio State also undefeated ranks number three. The Buckeyes got three first place votes, and at number four is also undefeated Florida State, also with three first place votes. Rounding out the top ten are undefeated Washington at number five, undefeated Oklahoma at number six, then Texas, Oregon, Alabama, and Penn State. There are still nine total unbeaten teams in Division One FBS. The three not yet mentioned are Air Force at number 19, James Madison at number 25, and Liberty, who didn't crack the top 25 despite being 7 and 0, but received enough votes to rank 27th. Besides Air Force, the other Mountain West teams receiving votes were Fresno State at number 30 and Nevada Las Vegas at number 35. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI
6: one of idaho's republican representatives was among lawmakers who voted against jim jordan republican representative mike simpson wrote an op-ed today in response to the state's republican party's recent statement on the speaker of the house votes according to simpson leadership of the idaho gop is pushing a false narrative that he is not representing his own constituents in district 2. He wrote that he's not over the moon for Jordan and that Idahoans deserve better in a reference to Idaho Republican Party Chairwoman Dorothy Moon, and that he wanted to set the record straight. Simpson wrote in the editorial that he cannot vote for someone who has never voted for the farm bill, which would impact some 25,000 farms in the state, and he cannot vote for a speaker who does not support the state of Idaho. Simpson wrote that his office is sorting through tens of thousands of letters, emails, and phone calls regarding the issue. Meanwhile, District 1 Representative Russ Fulcher has been, a, has been a backer of Jordan who has since dropped out of the running for the next speaker.
2: As we mentioned, uh, the next vote could come tomorrow. Today they're going to be meeting behind closed doors. Nine different Republicans have thrown their uh, name in the uh, hat. KBOI efforting to uh, get Mike Simpson... Uh, on the air to talk about this uh however on friday nate shellman was able to get uh the person that was uh i'd like to say you know maybe no it 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 was pretty much a forward slap um (laughs) not over the moon was was definitely a a a criticism and not too subtle of dorothy moon who is the uh gop chair uh nate had a chance to talk on friday now there was a uh about a half an hour to an hour discussion. You can hear the whole thing. not going to play the whole thing for you this morning, but it is available on the Nate Shillman podcast. Go to kbi.com Click on podcast. You can get it there. But I uh, wanted to play one of the highlights where uh, Dorothy Moon, who is the chairwoman of the Idaho GOP party, talked about the Simpson op-ed and how Simpson and the Idaho GOP party um, do working together.
7: I've never seen the man at any of the Lincoln Day events I've ever attended, and I think most Republicans in this state never see him. Um, he uh, is not... At any, I'm telling you, even the uh, when we had our rally uh, right before the November election last year, he never attended any of them. The seven rallies that we had with hundreds of people showing up to get out the vote for the Republican candidates. He is just AWOL a lot and um, isn't really involved, uh, to tell you the truth. And that's been uh, over my 20 years in politics here in Idaho, um, out of the 30 years I've been here, and uh, anyway, it's just uh, it's just sad to me that the people of Idaho aren't listened to. But it's not just him. I mean, it's just not him. It's you know, it's it's also in that Capitol building. You know, you know, grocery sales tax. For gosh sakes, everybody wants grocery sales tax uh, eliminated. And we just can't Uh seem to get it done, although that's been talking points for statewide officers to get into their seats. Um, You know, people tell them what they want, and they're ignored repeatedly. And I I just think the grassroots are sick of it. And this was kind of the last straw. We have an opportunity to control, you know, the chambers of the House with a speaker who wants to reduce the size of government. So that's the conflict. You have one man who continually grows uh, government continually votes for omnibus bills, even under Democrat presidents. I'm just telling you, that's, that's the difference difference in philosophy. I believe most Republicans in this state want to see government reined in. They're tired of the increases in funds and uh, or the amount of money you've got to pay to be uh, with these regulations, even just to drive a propane truck. You know, fees go from $50. Now you're paying over $100 to have the privilege to put propane in people's tanks. Uh, I, I, I do think... Idahoans want to be heard and I think a great you know, example I made is when I first became chair in January of this year and I went to Orange County to vote for the new or an RNC chairperson mm-hmm. and in this state I received thousands and I got I got thousands of emails and calls and texts from outside of the state but I was only looking at the at the Idahoan contacts and they said vote for Hermite Dillon. I got received three for Mike Lindell and one for Ron McDaniel, being one of the three people who would vote for those positions when we got down there. Mm-hmm. Who do you think I voted for? Sorry. I voted for Harmeet Dillon because Idahoans wanted me to choose her. And that's what I did. So I guess this is, why don't we listen to the people? And I know the Senate, you know, in Congress, you know, they they are in D.C. a lot. And they they get amongst the people on occasion. But, you know, they're a little, I, I'm, but look at Fulcher. Now, it's funny, I get the total beat down because he's assuming I support Jordan. No, I want you to support the people of Idaho who want you to support Jordan. But yeah, I do support Jordan. And well, guess what? Congressman Fulcher supported Jordan. But there won't be a beat down on Congressman Fulcher, his counterpart. Do you think? I don't. But I'm, I'm the easy target. So anyway, you know, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I'd love to work with him. You know, when he talks about resources, as a legislator myself, I worked on resources in Lemhi and Custer County, Boise County, Valley County, a lot. So for, to sit here and try to dismiss my work as a legislator is unfortunate. But my people here in rural Idaho know how hard I've worked on those issues. Wolves, we deal with them all the time, you know, and these are issues that I've talked about a lot as a legislator. So, um, you know, you can't dismiss uh, where I've come from and the people in this state that I have become friends with or people I've come to know on my journeys going around this state, just even talking about the caucus. People know that I represent the grassroots, and I think I made myself very clear when I became chair It's the people of Idaho, the hardworking men and women, the Republicans, that I I will be representing. And you bet I want to work with everybody who's supposed to be working as a Republican.
2: Once again, that is Idaho GOP Chairwoman Dorothy Moon talking uh, about the op-ed that was written by uh, Representative Mike Simpson explaining his reason for not voting for Jordan, even though Jordan was the one who was put forward by the Republican Party for Speaker of the House. Jordan now on Friday um, withdrew his name. Nine more people have uh, entered the race. They will be meeting behind closed doors today with the thought of possibly bringing forward one of those and then uh, bringing to the uh, House a vote possibly as soon as tomorrow. Hmm. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're, we're seeing. We'll, we'll wait and see whether or not they can all get behind one of the nine uh, today when they meet behind closed doors. Two zero eight three pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in on the uh, process going on in the uh, House, keep in mind nothing's getting done <laughs> because they have to have a speaker to vote on, for instance, oh, support be, for Israel.
3: That'll be easier to watch then.
2: Some people think, hey, this is great. This means that no money can be spent right yeah. now.
3: If you're against the government spending money, well, right now this they certainly thing, aren't right? doing
2: it. Yeah. Uh, Email in Mike at KBUI.com says, there were eight Republicans who cared enough about the future of our country to vote to remove McCarthy. Um, Before going on, I I will say yes, there were eight Republicans. Uh, You forgot about the 100% of the Democrats who also voted with Uh those eight Republicans. So the majority of Republicans said no, but you you like the 8% or the eight people plus 100% of the Democrats who voted to oust McCarthy. Just pointing out You know, how hypocritical this is. Uh, He goes on, or she goes on to write, uh, you shouldn't be calling out everybody. The majority got behind a conservative choice. There were 25 most likely being paid off Republicans who did not get behind Jordan. The rest did. The House is not completely broke. Mm. Don't blame all of them. Whine about people like Simpson who did not listen to the voice of those
3: involved, those who wanted Jordan. Nobody's getting paid off to not like Jim Jordan. A lot of people can't stand Jim Jordan, and a lot of them are Republicans. I also want to point
2: out uh, how dumb your argument sounds. On one hand, you want Republicans to listen to the voice of those involved and vote that way for Jordan. Yet you had every Republican except for eight involved go against the voice of those involved to vote to oust McCarthy. You seem to support the voice of the majority of the party unless it goes against your opinion. That's just dumb goes on to write, Simpson needs to be voted out. He could have been united with Republican majority, and then we'd have a speaker. Wrong again. Simpson had voted for Jordan, still would have lost because 24 other Republicans voted for Uh other people. I get that you may not like what Simpson did, and there were a lot that didn't. However, if he changes his vote, it's still 24 that voted against Jim Jordan, or not voted against, voted for other people, but in all intents and purposes, that is for Jim Jordan. KBY Newstime 716. We'll take a quick check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by Pork Valley and CUNA. They are open as they are every day at this same time.
3: The Rangers on Sunday beat the Astros 9-2 in Houston. That ties the Major League Baseball American League Championship Series at three games apiece. And that means the winner of tonight's Game 7 will go to the World Series. It starts at 6 o'clock on Fox in the National League Championship Series. Philadelphia leads Arizona three games to two. Game 6 starts at three this afternoon on TBS. Monday Night Football will be on ABC at 6 p.m. The 5-1 49ers travel to Minnesota to meet the 2-4 Vikings. In-game Sunday, the Patriots surprised Buffalo 29-25. That's career win number 300 for Bill Belichick. He is third all-time in wins after Don Shula and George Hallis. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is fourth with 253 career victories. Kansas City is 6 and 1 after dropping the Chargers 31-17, and the Eagles are 6 and 1 defeating the now 5 and 2 Dolphins by the same score, 31-17. In Sunday's closest and highest scoring game, the Browns beat the Colts in Indianapolis 39-38. Cleveland's Kareem Hunt scored the winning touchdown with just seconds to go in the game following two penalties in the final 40 seconds called on Colts defensive back Daryl Baker Jr. Also Sunday, the Bears beat the Raiders 30-12. The Seahawks are 4-2 after a 2010 win over the Cardinals. And Denver won for just the second time this season, 1917, over Green Bay. That's sports.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are news talk on KBOI. 733,
2: phone lines open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. By the way, uh, that number I just gave you is also our text line number. That's going to come in handy a little bit later this morning. We're going to get a chance for you to go watch The uh, Boise State Broncos take on Wyoming this coming Saturday on the Blue. Boise State, believe it or not, four and a half point favorites. All right. Kind of weird considering, uh, I mean, Wyoming's five and two.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Isn't it? So four and a half points, uh, favorite as of right now. Um, we've got tickets, by the way, we're going to be giving away all this week. Chance for you, your first chance to win uh, tickets for the Wyoming, Wyoming game coming up this morning at the 9 o'clock hour. Be listening in. That's why I gave you the uh, text line number. You will have a chance to text and win your tickets to see the Broncos. First chance to win coming up this morning at 9 o'clock hour, so make sure you're listening in then. Also be listening this afternoon at uh, 6 o'clock during uh, Nate Shelman's show for another chance to win. As I mentioned, those are your first two chances today, but we will be giving you chances to win your uh, tickets all week long. We have more tickets than anybody else, so make sure you're listening in for your chance to uh, text and win. Once again, 9 o'clock hour today. Gives you a chance to uh, get your tickets this morning, and then we'll uh, take everybody who texts during our specifically lauded amount of time <laughs> to get those pair of tickets. Uh, kickoff, by the way, coming up this coming Saturday afternoon. Uh, kickoff is at 3.30. That means be, uh, we begin our day. Broadcasting with Richie Brockle and Jay Bates at 10.30 in the morning. Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender at uh, 2.30 with a kickoff an hour later. You can listen live across all of our KBOI network, AM, FM. You can listen on uh, our apps, Google Play, Alexa. Uh, Also, you can listen on KBOI.com. Any place you can hear News Talk KBOI, you'll be able to listen to the game. Once again, gets underway with your uh, broadcast day at 10.30 on KBOI.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and
1: Chris this morning,
0: check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on
1: KBOI.com. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 741. It is 49 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines are open. 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. So far... um, Amazon, which began delivering by drones last week in uh, Texas, so far no mishaps. Hmm. Nobody has been caught stealing anybody's drugs that were right. dropped.
3: Nobody, nobody shot down a drone for the merchandise?
2: No. Uh, and once again, the drones that are delivering, this is a test market. If it works well there, the rest of the country will soon begin seeing... Drone deliveries within uh, a few hours. So in other words, if you go to a doctor and the doctor says you need a prescription, um, your drone delivery could beat you home. Instead of having to go stand in line and, and wait for your prescription to be done, well, your drone funny. delivery could beat you home from the doctor.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll go home and immediately take
2: a pill. <laughs> um, Amazon I found it interesting uh, since they've launched, uh, launched their delivery uh, prescription service, um, Working on jingles now so that they can start advertising, getting more and more people, if this thing works out, um, starting to work on jingles for their Amazon delivery.
8: Can't
1: you see them falling from the air tonight? Your drugs. Drug
4: delivery. Drug delivery to drive to pick them up cause I feel
1: hazy it's a nice day for a drug delivery and I'm running down a drone that flew right past my home racing all over the streets wondering where my drugs could be
2: uh, I believe they're going to have to start uh, working on some better jingles to advertise. <laughs> the other thing that uh, this will work out great for, because how many times do you, you know, go to a doctor or or something and you have a procedure where you're not allowed to drive? and you get told every now and then
3: like the eye doctor
2: yeah you you get told oh by the way you need a prescription it's like well how am i going to get that then you have to waste somebody else's time find Mm -hmm. somebody else to go to the doctor here now you don't have to do that anymore and and you don't have to lie and say oh of course i won't drive Wink,
3: wink wink nudge nudge exactly I don't even have a driver's license 30, except for this one.
2: 3,700 pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, once again, if you want to weigh in on what is going to be going on with the uh, speaker race over the next couple of days, nine Republicans have thrown their hat in the ring. We'll tell you who those are coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Um, if you, if It'll you, be
3: your chance to learn some brand new names. It,
2: you're not wrong. I mean, out of all the names, and, you know, you and I are involved in this on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. I I recognize two names (laughs) out of the nine people that have put their uh, names on the list. The only
3: reason I recognized a couple of them is because they've been mentioning them, like getting one or two votes, every vote, you know.
2: Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, your thoughts, what the timeline this is uh, on the possibility of getting the next vote for Speaker of the House. That's on the way right now. Let's get a uh, final check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly in Kuna, the place to go breakfast, lunch. Don't forget, also, if you want to get your uh, shot of energy drinks or maybe you need to, another energy drink would be coffee, um, they've got the uh, Hip Drip drive Through where you can stop in, not even have to get out of your car, get through the drive-thru every morning. It opens at 7, just like the restaurant.
3: In the Associated Press College Football Top 25 poll, Undefeated Georgia is still number one. The Bulldogs received 38 of 63 first place votes. Undefeated Michigan is second with 19 first place votes. Ohio State, also undefeated, ranks number three. The Buckeyes got three first place votes. And at number four is undefeated Florida State, also with three first place votes. Rounding out the top 10 are undefeated Washington at number five, undefeated Oklahoma at number six. And then Texas, Oregon, Alabama, and Penn State. There are still nine total unbeaten teams in Division I FBS. The three not yet mentioned are Air Force, they rank at number 19. James Madison comes in at number 25, and Liberty, who did not crack the top 25. They received enough votes, however, to rank number 27. Besides Air Force, the other Mountain West teams receiving votes in the poll were Fresno State at number 30 and Nevada, Las Vegas at number 35. The Rangers on Sunday beat the Astros 9-2 in Houston. That ties the Major League Baseball American League Championship Series at three games apiece, and that means the winner of tonight's Game 7 will go to the World Series. It starts at 6 o'clock on Fox. That's the game tonight, not the World Series. In the National League Championship Series, Philadelphia leads Arizona three games to two. Game six in that one starts at three this afternoon on TBS. That's sports.
0: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Following the Hamas attacks on Israel, students taking sides. A Palestine solidarity group at Harvard releasing a statement signed by more than 30 student groups holding the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. That has some CEOs drawing the line. FabFitFund CEO Michael Brokem. What we wanted to do was um, try to understand, well, who actually is signing on to that statement? And if people are actually signing on to that statement, we would want to be able to make sure that we're not hiring those individuals. One law firm was sending its job offer to the president of the NYU Student Bar Association who signed on to the statement. Dave Packer, ABC News. 208
2: 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Just curious uh, what you think. Now, I, I get it. A lot of people are going, this is their First Amendment right to say this. Well, nobody's stopping them from saying this. Nobody stopped them from signing on, and the federal government isn't threatening to arrest no. or punish them in any way. Not one bit. It, you forget what the First Amendment is about. You still have free speech. They still have the right mm-hmm. to say that. They don't have the right to say it against repercussions from companies that say, hey, look, if you're going to say this, we don't want you working for our company.
3: I mean, a lot of people think that Freedom of speech means that you can literally say anything without any consequences whatsoever. No. And, I mean, okay, as simple as something is, let's say you said something that was insulting and you lost a friend. You couldn't go to that friend and say, hey, I have free speech, so I can say that, and you should still be my friend. It's got nothing to do with anything. Well, it doesn't work that way.
2: No. No, it does protect against the government from punishing these students, which they're not doing. Yeah. The other thing that you're seeing, because uh, the Harvard, specifically talking Harvard, but there's other Ivy League schools like the University of Pennsylvania who also had students who signed a similar petition, and you have donors now who are pulling their funding from Harvard, University
3: of Pennsylvania. I still think it's kind of funny. Uh, They said there were 30 student groups that signed on to it, and so people are pulling their funding from Harvard There are 500 student groups at Harvard, and that means that 470 student groups did not sign on to this. Well, this is it's funny because it makes big headlines,
2: you know, because they're saying, oh, my gosh, look at this. Um, The schools could lose, because of the people who have already said that they're going to pull out their funding, $487 million in funding between Harvard and University of Pennsylvania. Which, when you hear that, it's like, oh, my God, that's half a billion dollars. That's almost half a billion. That's a lot of money. Until you consider just how much money Harvard Endowment and Pennsylvania Endowments have. Harvard Endowment Fund. Take a guess.
3: In the billions, obviously. How much?
2: $50 billion.
3: Okay, that is a lot.
2: Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania.
3: $40 $20 billion.
2: $20 billion, oh, 20 billion. Dollars.
3: okay. Between I, I the, Ed McMahon, that one.
2: Between the two schools, you have donors who have publicly said that they're not going to support the endowments to the tune of a half a billion dollars. Do you think that half a billion dollars is going to make a, a much of an impact at all yeah. when you're talking about I don't,
3: $70 billion? I don't think they want to lose it. On the other hand, uh, compared to the rest of it, it is a drop in the bucket.
2: Yeah. I. I, I and granted, you're right. They don't want to lose it. However, it's, it is interesting how big a deal this has made. You know, when you see the, the headlines, billionaires who pumped millions into Ivy League schools are backing out over failure to commend, uh, to condemn Ham- Hamas terror attack on Israel. Mm-hmm. It's like, once again, if you want to say, you know, look at it from the grand scheme of things, when you see the large majority of groups at Harvard who didn't sign this petition, um, you have a large majority Of CEOs and donors who are not backing out of their money based on the fact that there is $50 billion in the uh, Harvard Endowment. Well, and
3: when it comes to Harvard, I mean, you can't convince some people that the number one destination university of the richest people in the world is completely liberal. 208-336-3700,
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, we told you there are nine people who have thrown their hats in the ring uh, for the Speaker of the House. We'll tell you who those nine are. We'll get your thoughts, what you think about what's going on uh, in Congress. We'll give you the timeline, basically, that we think is going to be laid out for this week's uh, Speaker vote. Uh, hopefully there will be a vote, and uh, you don't see so much yelling and screaming that they decide to take another week of vacation um, as they did over the weekend, um, but we'll talk more about that coming up after the top of the hour. For those of you who are on the phone line, stay where right, right you're at. I promise we're going to get to you.
0: It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First, say Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa, open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's very much an open contest now, and not one of the nine men running for speaker is a bold-faced name. The presumed front-runner is Minnesota Congressman Tom Emmer, the House Majority Whip. The candidates will make their speeches tonight, ahead of successive rounds of secret ballots tomorrow. The lowest-ranking candidate in each round will fall away until a single man receives a majority vote. And then that nominee will move to the House floor.
6: There are nine Republicans who say they are running to be the next Speaker of the House. This ranges from the number three Republican in the House, Congressman Tom Emmer, to political veterans like Congressman Pete Sessions, to newcomers like Byron Donald, who is only serving his second term. Of those nine, only two voted to certify the 2020 election. One of those is Congressman Tom Emmer, a member of Republican leadership who just scored the endorsement of former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. But one problem for Emmer, sources tell me that former President Donald Trump has privately told allies that he does not support him. And those allies are now starting a campaign against him.
2: More of the same. I've said it before. Say it again. It's Groundhog Day. Again. <laughs> So the the votes aren't even going to start happening until, um, actually, tonight they'll meet to discuss the potential candidates. The votes behind doors in the secret anonymous vote will happen beginning tomorrow.
3: My favorite quote from Groundhog Day is toward the end when Bill Murray says, Anything different is good. <laughs> I'm starting to feel that way about yeah, in this
2: case, it, it it might be. Do something different. Um You've got 9 people. It is interesting the way it was laid out on how they will choose, they will do votes, secret votes by bat secret ballot and the lowest vote getter will be eliminated. Then they'll do another vote. Person who gets the least amount of votes will be eliminated again. So we know that there are going to be at least 8 secret votes going on tomorrow mm-hmm. because of the way the uh, rules lay out how uh, they will eliminate each person instead of the person who gets the most votes um, going on it, they'll eliminate everybody until there is one person standing Somebody, it's almost like
3: somebody's thunderdome somebody's out there going they can't be that secret if we know about them nine
2: men enter one man leave let's mm-hmm, do it uh, you know if the, you don't like my idea for a reverse lottery that's let's more, let's that's do
3: Thunderdome. Actually, that's actually more like Octagon than it is Thunderdome, but yeah, still, true. you know, like a cage match, but still pretty fun.
2: Gary, Annapolis, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
9: Yeah, I called, called in about Mike Simpson's excuse, but uh, just what you were saying, it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be eight votes because somebody could have over a majority on the first vote, and then it's over.
2: No, that's uh, not true. It, that's not true. Well, you may not have listened. Um, the way they're doing it well, is they will vote. The person who gets the least amount of votes will be eliminated. Then they'll vote again. The person who gets the least amount of votes that time will be eliminated until they get one person standing.
9: No, you you missed your news saying that they will drop them off until somebody has a majority of the vote. Maybe I did Maybe I did miss that. Again.
2: Maybe I did that and missed that then.
9: Well, but I mean, it's, it's true. They just don't...
3: They don't expect it to but happen.
9: When I called in about. I called in about Mike Simpson. Okay. I don't think how somebody voted on the farm bill is grounds not to make him Speaker of the House. The only thing he needs to be worried about is to ask him if he will bring the farm bill to the floor. After that, I don't care how the individual voted as long as he's willing to bring the bill to the floor. That's the purpose of a Speaker of the House.
10: Hmm.
9: And uh, these people who are voting, you know, aren't voting for people, but aren't putting up somebody viable as, as a nominee, or even putting up a nominee, is absolutely ridiculous.
3: Well, now, unle- unless you truly uh, believe that <laughs> nobody's good enough yet.
2: Now, know, do you think? I'm going to ask you this, Gary. In your no, opinion, no, do you think? No. Do you think? Uh, somebody for instance we're talking mike simpson here uh but do you think they should vote with their conscience what they believe or do you think that they should vote what the people put them in office want them to vote
9: well as a representative they're supposed to be voting for the people who put them in office but they have to you know they run on certain principles and if they're if they're going to stand on their principles that they ran on even if that particular issue isn't in favor with their people i have no problem with that they were upfront about their personal you know stance on it to mm-hmm. start with that, but but you the, the say you don't think anybody is qualified for the speaker of the house well that's ridiculous i mean you know you need to have a speaker of the house so you go with the best option that is out there and certainly if you're not putting up another option you have no grounds to not go along with the
2: majority yeah thank you for the uh calling the thoughts gary however two things can be right you can think that nobody is right for the speaker mm-hmm. house but and you you, don't, you, you don't should still that. vote for somebody to be speaker
3: the well, the opinion could be out there right now that uh just anybody isn't good enough that uh, unless you have somebody that you really really like, not having a speaker is better than putting somebody who you don't like in into that position.
2: We'll talk more about this uh, after 9 o'clock this morning. We've got Bronco uh, Monday happening on the way in about 20 minutes or so. Plus, we're going to give you a chance to get a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. If you want to get your thoughts in right now, you can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Stick around. uh, We'll give you the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question for your chance at Biscuit and Hogs right after Bronco Sports Today. Listen to
0: KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823. Casper and Chris,
2: damn near impossible questions. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty, a local company of the global network. For your real estate needs, call 208-888-4128. Scott's going to get first crack at our question today to get a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs, Scott, White House used to be totally open to the public for any visitor that wanted to stop on by and say hi. However, this all changed because of one specific thing that happened at the White House, and uh, we need for you to get that $50 gift certificate to answer what is the specific thing that caused the White House to be closed to the public from that point on. Somebody started throwing rocks at President Tyler. That is not it. Good guess keep on trying uh let's go to uh the next caller was john john white house used to be totally open to the public one specific thing changed that however and after that the white house was never open to the public again what was it hello john are you there john are you there
10: yeah
5: i'm
2: here okay what was the specific reason
5: (laughs) I believe it was the assassination of Abraham Lincoln.
2: Uh, another good guess. That was not nope. it.
3: That actually happened at Ford's Theater, so it had little to do with the uh, White House.
2: Yeah. Uh, Connie. All right, Connie. What's the specific reason why the White House, uh, since that date specifically, has never been open to the public again?
0: Well, when Jackson as president, he invited the public in to help him eat a 1,400-pound block of cheese and the guests smeared it all over the White House upholstery carpet, and the whole place smelled like cheese for a year.
2: matter, No, if you go, you can actually still. It smells like cheese a little bit to this day.
3: That's good. Uh, Connie, it, yes. It, it, could be the, it could be the ghost of cheese at this
2: point. <laughs> uh, Andrew I mean, I Jackson, like Me too. on his inauguration, had to spend his first night as president in a hotel. Because of the 20,000 people partying, as you mentioned, smeared cheese everywhere, and just got so rowdy, he couldn't spend the night in the White House. And from that point on, the White House was never open again to the public on a regular basis. Well, Congratulations, well, Connie. You got a $50 well, gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Cheese, well, that wasn't fair. <laughs> Cheese and fries. Jeez. Uh, congratulations. Hold on the line. We'll get some information from you. Uh, don't forget, everybody has a chance to get that $50 gift certificate all this week long. Now, you get a free one for the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question every morning at this time. Don't forget, Friday, it's one of our sweet deals. We have two sweet deals coming your way, and Biscuit and Hogs is one of those Friday morning beginning at 9 o'clock. Sign in to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link. You can get a $50 gift certificate for only $25. Hang on. We'll take a break. News coming up next at the bottom of the hour when we come back. No game over the weekend for the Boise State Broncos. Lots to talk about as they get back on the blue against Wyoming this coming Saturday. Bob Beeler will be here for Bronco Monday on the way next.
1: This is Bronco Monday.
11: The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown.
1: We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. 837,
2: Bob Beeler with us uh, once again for a Monday morning. Uh, no game to discuss, so the good news is Boise State, uh, you know, didn't lose a game. Bad
11: news is we didn't win one either, right? Bad news yeah.
2: is we uh, lost some ground uh, against some of the teams that were playing this week in the Mountain West.
11: Well, Air Force played, but it didn't count the Mountain West. They won a Commander-in-Chiefs game against Navy. And Air Force is now still four and zero in the conference. They are seven and zero overall, and they are the top group of five teams as far as right now looking maybe to get that New Year's Six bowl bid. UNLV to me is the surprise of the league this year. They're three and zero in the conference with their win over Colorado State on a last-second
3: field goal. <laughs> they are now six and one on the season. I did not see this coming. There was a. I was going to say a last minute field goal by uh Colorado State and then a last second field <laughs> goal by UNLV. But the last second field goal yeah. trumps the last minute field goal. Exactly. And
11: uh, UNLV is 6 and 1. Fresno, Wyoming and Boise State the other teams contending for the Mountain West championship all with just one loss in conference. All did not play so they remain at 2 and 1 in the conference. So right now I'd say that you know to be in the top 2 to get in the conference championship there are five contenders right now. Five mm. teams with either zero or one loss, so uh, we'll see how things shake out. Boise State will be playing Wyoming, so it's almost an elimination game, if you will. Mm. Both of those teams have one loss on the season. Other games, Air Force will be at Colorado State. UNLV will be at Fresno State, so that's another big game with a zero-loss conference team against a one-losser. New Mexico and Nevada, San Jose State, and Hawaii. The other games, San Diego State and Utah State, are on buys.
2: The good news is for Boise State fans, and and once again, I know it's a long shot because it's a long season and there's still a lot of season left. As you mentioned, elimination game for Boise State. Every week's going to be an elimination game for Boise State as of right now. But the good news is they still have things in their own hands. If they win out the season... They will be in the Mountain West Championship, even though they don't play UNLV this year. So even if UNLV goes undefeated the rest of the year, it won't make a difference because they win all the tiebreakers against the teams that they would be tied with.
11: And this year, there is no division setup. Right. it's the best two teams. So right now, you'd be saying, "Oh, we're looking up at Air Force at four and but Air Force is not in Boise State's division. It's a, it's a two, it's a two, it's everybody in the same group, and the top two make it.
3: Uh, you know, if Boise State gets in the championship game, it's possible they might have to play Air Force two weeks in a row. Yeah. There are just three group of five uh, teams that are still undefeated, and it's kind of a patriotic thing because it's Air Force, James Madison, and Liberty. <laughs> and and James
11: Madison cannot be considered because they have not been in the FBS level long enough. It's for one the of their New second Year's. year, right? Yeah. So, how, how crazy
2: is it looking forward? Because you mentioned it. There's a possibility, if things play out, that Boise State could be playing Air Force in back-to-back weeks. And in the last five years, that's happened numerous times,
11: <laughs> right? It Boise happened State with Fresno. played Fresno back-to-back weeks yeah. once. I don't know if anybody else played back-to-back weeks. We played Fresno fairly close another time. But as far maybe as back-to-back it weeks, it was yeah, one Yeah, I knew time. it
2: was once, and maybe it was two, just two weeks apart on the other one. Mm-hmm.
11: But, I mean, Boise State, if you look at the schedule going forward, Wyoming this week. Fresno the next week. Then you've got New Mexico, who's not in the mix. They're they're down towards the bottom of the standings. And then Utah State, you close with Air Force. So of the five teams contending for the championship, Boise State has to take on three of them in the last five weeks of the season.
2: And once again, they have their own destiny in their hands, mm-hmm. um, depending on what, what they can do. So it really comes down to how well they play, how well they're coached. And what they can do against those teams that, that are ahead of them, which, I mean, when it comes down to it, that's what you want. You don't, you don't want to be backing in and have. You know, other teams, you know, make it so that you can get into the championship. You want it in your your own hands, and, and if you can win, I'll tell you what: they, if they can get into the Mountain West Championship at this point with what's happened so far this year, they will have earned it.
11: Yeah, and you'd like to think that you know, coming off the bye week, that they've been able to work on some things defensively. Getting off the field on third down has been a problem in the in the halves of the last three games. There's been one good half, one bad half. It's almost you know, like if you can get the team that has the good half defensively to show up. For both halves, mm-hmm. you're going to win the game, and probably win it fairly easily. Quarterback play, no matter who's in there, it's got to be better than it's been. And then I'd say the 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 MVP of the team, hands down, has been Ashton Genty, Leads the nation in all-purpose yards, leads the nation in scoring, leads the nation in touchdowns. Uh, he's he's been. It's hard to say somebody who was pretty good last year is a surprise, but you know where he has taken his game to me is is just tremendous. Yeah.
2: Um, the other thing uh, that we would look forward to is, you know, some of the best players on the team have been injured the first yeah. half of the season. Have you heard anything back on whether or not we will get any of them back this week? Uh, I'm talking specifically uh, linebacker uh, Holani uh, at running back, uh, linebacker um, DJ Schramm. Uh,
11: D. J. Schramm. Um, I think they're hopeful that they're going to come back. I mean, they haven't said definitively that anybody's back, but the vibe you get is – that they're hoping to get people back after the bye so you know genti has played well really well for Halani. but you'd love to have somebody take a little get bit of the rest, workload yeah. off of genti and then uh, marco notriani has been fantastic at, uh, at that middle linebacker spot but again you'd like to be able to, to <laughs> rotate people in so boise state has had good performances for those uh, seniors that are that have not been playing because of injury all right. KBOI news time is 842. It is Bronco
2: Monday. Bob Beeler with us once again. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from the coach.
1: Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News talk, KBOI.
2: 845. Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler with us, uh, once again, talking, uh, about the upcoming game against Wyoming. I kind of, I kind of wish it was Boise State only had the off week this week but Wyoming is also uh, didn't have a game this last weekend. I think think
11: it helps you to have a bye but I think you get a real bump when the other team doesn't but so it makes it fair both teams have had the week off so we talked with Coach Avalos late last week and these were some of his thoughts and the question was asked where the team needs to take its greatest strides coming out of the bye heading down the stretch.
4: Defensively a big part of it is within how we leverage the pocket, how we rush the quarterback, right, how we create pressure on the quarterback. That's a big part of it. We can go in and talk into um, coverages and coverage techniques. Like, we've done all this well before. You know, that's the part for us, too. Like, we've done this really well before. We've played really good defense here for a long time. What we need to do to get back to doing that is sometimes the simplest things like making sure that we are taking the proper leverage with whatever coverage technique we're getting in a good stance and our weight is positioned on the insteps of our feet so that we can play with proper leverage, transition out of things, and we've made growth at that. When you
11: look at the numbers, offensively they're technically averaging more points than last year, .2 more points per game and they're averaging about 35 or so more yards than last year. The biggest difference has been on the defensive side. Last year they gave up 19.5 points. This year it's 30.9, and the yardage has gone from 293 to 428. So I do think they need to make their greatest strides in the second half of the season on defense. But the offense uh, with two quarterbacks is what they're using right now, and he talked more about that moving forward.
4: Again, we've studied other teams that have done this very successfully, and – to say that we need to be exactly like them not to say that to say that we can be a team that has a primary quarterback with another guy that can be able to come in um and and be able to do some things efficiently that is going to help the team win um there's really two models of it right and so again this is a great week for us to hit pause and really look at it and and find what is best for us as we move forward because ultimately it doesn't need to look like anybody else it doesn't we don't we need to do what's best for our offense that our offensive personnel does. We don't need to. If that means throwing the ball 40 times, that's throwing the ball 40 times. If that means it's running the ball 40 times to to be successful and win a game, then that's what we need to do. Ultimately, as we all know, based off of what we just talked about with the record, that's all that matters. And that's all we intend to focus on as we go down the stretch.
11: And he went on to talk about how they may use the two quarterbacks.
4: The reality is, again, is that we're going to use the quarterback that situationally has proven to be more efficient. Um, And if we go back to the game before, um, both guys did some things really efficient on critical drives. Again, there was a 13-play driver. Both of them were a part of and made some big-time plays. Um, There were some critical uh, plays in the game before where we extended, you know, on some third and extra-long situations that aren't favorable to win. There's some fourth-down plays. You know, unfortunately, in the four minute, you know, TG is obviously a really good ball carrier. In the four minute last week, you know, he makes two guys miss on the perimeter and runs, um, but unfortunately, we get a penalty. So, it's using the guys in the situations that are going to allow the team like that to be successful.
11: And I couldn't uh, leave without asking about Ashton Genty, about kind of what kind of a season he has had. Again, a couple of statistics I really didn't know they track, but they do. He's leading the country in missed tackles forced. And he's also leading the tackle, excuse me, leading the country in yards after contact. Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot with uh, with his season number two in rushing in the country, number one in all purpose yards. And here's Coach Genty.
4: He's obviously very talented, um, but he's developed a ton since he's been here. Um, physically, he's a different player than obviously when he when he stepped in here. Um, he, uh, the good Lord, has gifted him with a lot of talent. So. You know, putting some hard work into combining that with talent and keeping the humbleness and the hungerness to stay the course and stay the path it's not easy for young guys too like uh, he will continue to be successful you know um, because of what he put in like last week he had his best week of practice and look how he played in the game it was I mean he created energy at practice last week by some of the cuts and things he was doing and some of the particular run schemes that we were practicing um that's what he's capable of doing, not just on game day, but, but in a given practice. And so we're excited for him.
11: And again, Boise State has had Ashton Genty all season long just continue to pile up yardage. And I'd hate to think of where we'd be without him. He's definitely the team MVP so far.
2: Well, and it was a good point when you talked about the differences, you know, in offense and defense this year. The offense a little bit better, defense... We had an elite defense last year, top 10 defense-rated defense last year. You know, if we if we had that top 10-rated defense along with this offense mm-hmm. this year, um, we'd be talking completely different. I mean, it's really close to being different anyway. I mean, it, what, six points separate six and one to where our, where our record is now, three, and, three four. and four?
11: And you look at from last year, you talk about it. three guys in the secondary. Biggers was in a, in the Browns camp this summer. I don't believe he's with anybody now. Jones is with the Jets. Levy's on their practice squad. And of course, Skinner's with the Broncos. So you have three guys at the back end of the defense that have been taking money to play football. Mm-hmm. And then Matlock up front is a nice player to and have, too, he, and he's gone. And mm-hmm.
2: he's actually getting rotated in as a, a starter at, for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, and he, uh, you LA. look at, LA, sorry, you look at uh, Skinner and Matlock last year, um, really a lot of the energy from that defense came from those two players last year. And that, I mean, that, that, Kind of something that you don't necessarily see on paper, but it's important. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're missing that this year. KBOI News Time is uh, 8.51. 51. Uh, we will take a break, one final break, and come back, wrap things up. What well, we can look forward to, get you set up for the uh, upcoming week uh, against Wyoming. It's Bronco Monday once again here on News Talk KBOI.
1: Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football News Talk KBOI. 854,
2: Bob Beeler with us uh, once again, ahead uh, of our game this week. Boise State taking on Wyoming uh, as of yesterday. Uh, early line was Boise State four and a half point favorites uh, over Wyoming.
11: It should be a good game. Wyoming has had a really good season, much better than I would have expected. Five and two overall, two and one tied for with Boise State and Fresno State behind the two undefeated Air Force and UNLV in conference play. Beat Texas Tech in the opener at home in overtime. Their two losses are at Texas and at Air Force. Air Force with a uh, late touchdown to beat them, 34-27. That's the week before the bye. Texas, the final was 31-10, but it was deceiving. It was 10-10 to going to the fourth quarter. So Wyoming really has had a good season. Uh, some new faces uh, in the backfield. Harrison, Whaley and Sam Scott have alternated at running back. Andrew Peasley's played pretty well at quarterback, where I think Wyoming show, shines is on the defensive side of the ball. A preseason defensive player of the year, Easton Gibbs, is our middle
3: linebacker. He has 63 tackles already this season, and I think their front four is the best in the league. I think it's great that they'll be matched up with I mean, two teams that will be matched up uh, have, they both know what it's like to give up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, now, <laughs> now. which is unfortunate. But uh, after the Air Force game, people were calling for the special teams coaches on Wyoming to be fired, oh. and, and then they were also <laughs> complaining because uh, Wyoming passed on a third and one and a fourth and one right after that and had two incompletions. People, well, I mean, everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. but and, uh, and
11: everybody knows everything, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely know what coaches need to be fired after which games, and,
11: <laughs> and what plays should be called on third and fourth down. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I think it should be a great football game. I mean, last, know, last Boise year,
2: State and Wyoming. You throw out the records against those two. Those are two teams that they play each other tough every single game.
11: Last year, Dale Skinner in the fourth quarter, a couple of big interceptions to help Boise State hang on uh, Broncos one twenty to seventeen in Laramie. Wyoming has only won that one time in Laramie when Josh Allen was mm-hmm. their quarterback. They've never won on the Blues, so I'm sure they'll be uh, fired up to come here and see if they can get it done. And, and Boise State obviously uh, you know, needs this game against a contending team in the conference. It should be a great game. Love the kickoff time at 3.30. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, weather probably won't be as nice as it was you know, over the weekend on Saturday, but, still but it's still going to be,
2: gonna be good. F- still supposed to be fairly – I mean, for this time of year, yeah. um, you really can't complain about the weather we're expecting on Saturday, even though it's going to be a little cooler than it was mm-hmm. this weekend. But you, you'd call that some definite good football sure. weather. And it's during the day, so you're, you're going to see some of the warmest times uh, of
11: the day during the game. And for people who want to see the LED lights, I would think by the time the game finishes 637, it's going to be dark enough that the lights will – in the fourth quarter make the led lights look good too
2: and i know at least one
11: mountain west team that will be rooting
2: for boise state this weekend that would be fresno because yeah. they, they have already been beaten by a wyoming so they need yeah, they, they need be, wyoming uh, to have at least
3: one more loss they, they well, won't be rooting for them the week after that
11: <laughs> but it's funny when you look with so many teams so tightly bunched it's like do we really want them to win because you don't know how some of the things are going to go yeah. working forward right
2: the good news for Fresno State would be um, that, you know, if Boise State's able to pull out a win, uh, next week they have it in their own hands to go and then yeah. uh, the following week try was, and beat uh, Boise State. I was for it throws it. them right back into And Fresno plays again. UNLV. Ooh, so this is, uh, is going to be a big week in the Mountain I was West. really
3: rooting for UCF this weekend, but they just came
11: up short. Oh, yeah. And they had their quarterback back who hadn't mm-hmm. played since the final play. Of the Boise State game.
2: All right, that's it. We'll be back again tomorrow for Bronco Tuesday. Stick around, we've got free Bronco tickets coming. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. They're going to go into a candidate forum this evening, and they're on track to do secret ballot votes to pick who their eventual speaker candidate, their nominee, will be tomorrow. But this is, by tonight, when they have that candidate forum, it'll be the third candidate forum they've had since Kevin McCarthy's ouster. Tomorrow's vote will be the third vote, and Republicans have yet to coalesce around a candidate. The president's $100 billion foreign aid package that includes assistance for Israel and for Ukraine. That couldn't get through the House, it couldn't be brought for a vote. Any legislation that would fund the government by that deadline of mid-November and the looming government shutdown, that couldn't be brought for a vote. And I've talked to Republicans over the course of the weekend who, despite the fact that we're on day 20 now without a speaker, don't expect this process to move any quicker. In fact, it might be slower, because there are nine candidates right now vying for the job. 208-336-3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We're talking about that. Also, uh, what's going on in the Mideast. One of the big fears that I've said that I have is how much involvement we could see from the United States. And I, I don't base that based on just the fact that Hamas attacked Israel and that Israel is now firing back. Possibility of ground forces entering Gaza uh, later this week as they get ready. Still 222 hostages are being held by Hamas. Um, some of those are American hostages. What worries me is what has happened over the last week. The drone attack, U.S. military base in southern Syria, minor injuries one drone was shot down, another caused minor injuries, said no, uh, according to one official who spoke on condition of anonymity. You had uh, rockets and drones hit Iraqi base, housing U.S. forces last week also. Two security sor- sources say that it was Hamas or, uh, missiles that were uh, attacking, or drones and rockets targeting, and there were two.
3: Military people who were had minority injuries. How smart is that for Hamas to pick a fight with everybody? It depends on what their goal is.
2: If they are trying to draw the United States into a war, which man, it seems like, you know, if you keep poking that bear, right? Or the eagle. U.S. Navy warship near Yemen intercepted multiple missiles last week in the middle east one of the uh, officials who uh, reported this said that the missiles were fired by iranian backed houthi or Houthi militants it's another terrorist group are engaged in an ongoing conflict in yemen approximately 2 to 3 missiles were intercepted and then over the weekend this is this is where it starts to get even more worrisome china has deployed six warships to the middle east as the conflict between Israel and Hamas escalate according to reports the 44th naval escort task force from the people's liberation army has been uh, involved in routine operations in the region and spent several days in Oman last week they have now been uh, sent to the Middle East around where the United States
3: now has mm-hmm. two different task forces also stationed it's 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 interesting that uh china is you know even cares about this whole thing because really the only comment that they've ever made about hamas is that they just haven't condemned them it's not even a comment they just they've been quiet about them
2: so those those are some of the things that you know start to be a little bit worrisome because as i mentioned last week if you'd get a military attack by either any one of the um terrorist groups houthi Hamas, Hezbollah, and you have American military men who ended up getting killed. I'm afraid that draws the United States a little more into that conflict.
3: It probably does. You think this would be one we'd uh, go for a quick win on?
2: You may hear people say that, but have we ever had a a quick win on nearly any?
3: Uh, No, but it's because we've held back.
2: I don't think the majority of Americans, if you ask them, want to see the U.S. enter a military conflict with actual U.S. military forces. No, probably not. In the East. just but based if, on everything but again, that has happened
3: there before. Again, if we're forced into it, would you want them just to sit around for years and... Uh, just a wait, good, wait for it to I, end? I, I, that's a good question. Or do you want us to go in and end it? Because
2: I don't think if you go in, you're going to end it. I, I no. mean, you, you're. I think if you go in, it's, you're going to be in there for years. And I think if you sit there, you're going to be in there for years. The question is, how much lives lost no. do you think that you can stand? Because if you go in militarily, you're going to lose lives. There's no way around
3: yeah. it. It's going to be some, for sure. If you stay a little longer, it's going to be a lot. If you escalate it, it's going to be a lot. But do you want to escalate it and get it over with soon? Or do we just go in like, hey, we're here to help?
2: Yeah, that's a very good question. I guess I guess it would come down to, you know, what your military experts think. Could you end it soon? I mean, it would be hard to say, Yes, we think we can end this soon, just based on the fact that these wars have been going on Mm -hmm. for thousands of years.
3: And there's always the possibility we could simply just cut ties and leave. We don't have a tendency or a history of doing that.
2: Especially when uh, you've already publicly said you're going to support Israel, right? Mm -hmm. I still don't understand. And And I thought I would wait over the weekend. I would wait to see. What happened, how much was reported, um, whether or not we got people outraged over the uh, rioting that went on at the U.S. Capitol last week, the insurrection, because the exact thing that happened January 6th happened last week, and I thought, okay, maybe this weekend all the talk shows would be talking. No, they aren't. You had people uh, break into the Capitol, thousands and thousands of people who were there, Protesting, some of them peacefully, some of them not peacefully, some arrested, carried out. But yet it's still being called just a protest, even though the exact same thing happened January 6th. That was called an insurrection, and over 1,000 people have been sent to prison.
3: I think it was called an insurrection because of what they hope to accomplish.
2: But if they're breaking the exact same laws, wouldn't it once again be called an insurrection no why not
3: same uh same way that murder and manslaughter aren't the same it depends on what you intend to do what you're there for
2: murder and manslaughter are two different things
3: that's what i just said
2: yeah they're completely different
3: mm-hmm. breaking however in, somebody, breaking the exact somebody, same laws somebody, intent somebody doesn't dies, matter somebody dies in both cases but you're not charged in both cases the same way right because if you 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 run down somebody in your car and you do it on purpose you're up for murder right if somebody's in the middle of the road you don't see him and you hit him with your car you could be up for manslaughter it all depends
2: so what's the difference between january 6th and october 17th or whatever it
9: was
3: october 17th nobody was there to prevent uh, a change in uh presidential powers
2: And based on the narrative for some, nobody was there to prevent the change in presidential powers either. They just wanted to see a stop to the vote count so that they could do an investigation before it was officially claimed as an election.
3: I'm not saying that's right or wrong. And they have every right to do their own investigation, but not to stop the government and then do
2: one. Right. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. I'm saying the exact same thing happened and the intent was to break into the Capitol. The intent was to destroy things the it, it it's illegal for them to be there they were told they can't be there and yet there were thousands and thousands of people that were there not all of them were arrested so it's going to be interesting to see over the next coming months because it took a long time for the thousands of people to be identified on january 6th if we see the same thing i don't know if we will it doesn't sound like it because the outrage right now isn't there for the people who were there interrupting the business going on in the capital. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in on either one of those, um, feel free to do that. Also, another thing we talked about, and and I wanted to bring this up, because if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm pro-death penalty. And, And I really hate the fact that people that have been on death row for 30, 40, and 50 years have not been put to death as of yet. And I know a lot of people are with that, right? Because we're, as taxpayers, we're paying the the money to have those people housed when they should have been put to death a long, long time ago. I bring this up because of Thomas Creech, and uh, he, he got a commutation hearing. He will be under review on whether or not his death penalty will be carried out next month. Um, but what happened in Oregon recently might give you pause and i'm talking you as in those people who are like me that think hey if you uh receive the death penalty you should have this carried out and not be able to carry this on for a long time uh, i'm going to share you share with you what happened in, in oregon and, and, and i'll tell you it's like okay maybe maybe i'm not as much now in favor of uh, really quick death penalties uh, based on what happened. We'll tell you about that when we come back and get your thoughts. If you want to weigh in this morning, phone lines are open. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-236-3700. six 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can email us, Chris, at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. ProLife. Uh, listening in this morning, 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
8: Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, this House of Representatives problem is, is a big, big problem. And uh, I think the best way that they can solve it is to sequester everybody. Say, we're going to bring your cot in here. We're going to bring your food in here, and you're going to stay in here. How many, how, many, how many nights and days it takes? I'm going to say it's only going to take two or three days, and they'll have a speaker of the house. And uh, so that's. I think you should call a congressman, a congressman in another state.
3: So who would they'll, be in, who would be in charge of
8: getting that done then? Well, the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, say, like uh, Mr. Fulcher, if he was to say, okay, here's a resolution, we're going to vote on this, and then if it passed 50%, then I think they could go right to sequester. They would then have to have some kind of a leader say they get to do that or not. That would be stupid.
2: You know, what you said earlier this morning, Chris we got to try something different, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe sequestering would Anything work. Anything different is good. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, sequestering would be something that's good. Uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Rich in Boise, listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on Talk KBOI. Uh,
5: yes, good morning. Well, you were comparing what happened on the 17th to the 18th with January 6th. Did those people bash through windows and doors? Did they bash the police, pepper spray, and break through police lines? Were they trying to overthrow a constitutional election? There is no comparison. I'm sorry.
3: Uh,
2: well, is there there, there is, cap- because uh, the first things you ask, yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They, they illegally break.
3: entered. They didn't break anything.
2: Doesn't matter. They three hundred people yeah, yeah. were arrested. Chris, three hundred so people arrested. were arrested.
3: They were arrested because they, they wouldn't leave.
2: Yeah, they illegally came in to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. No, they were told they were told not to come in, and then when they were there, they said, "You have to disperse, or we'll start arresting." They didn't leave. That's but, the same thing that happened January sixth.
3: No, it
5: doesn't. No, it wasn't. They didn't.
2: They'd, they didn't
5: bash their way, in. breaking and entering is no, different. No, I, I, I totally get that. There were some well, people that broke well, and but entered. You're saying,
2: the large majority well, didn't. Exactly the the large thing. majority you're didn't. Saying, and they still are going to prison for three and, and four years. It. There are some They're of the same going, exact laws broken on January yeah, 6th that
3: were broken this last weekend. First of all, they weren't at the Capitol building. They were at the Cannon Office building.
2: Right. But it's still a federal building. Still the same thing happened. hmm they were told to leave. Are these 300 people that were arrested going to receive three and four years in prison no, like, the, no, like nobody, some of the other people that was arrested, did not break and enter?
3: Nobody was arrested for assault or vandalism. And why is that? Because nobody assaulted or vandalized anything.
2: What about the people that didn't assault or vandalize that are still spending three years in prison?
3: You mean the people that... Uh,
2: January 6th. The there people. were people that were shown on video that did not assault. They did not break in. They just walked in were walking around as a matter of fact yeah, what are their names? some of them were well the shaman uh whatever his name the QAnon shaman was one that was being led around by police on video and followed the entire time didn't break anything didn't oh. break an enter didn't destroy anything spent three years in prison before he was finally released for lack of evidence there's one i can give you right off the top of my head and i haven't even done any uh investigation on my
3: end too bad they didn't hold a sit-in
2: they did hold a sit-in there were people that were just sitting around and some of those still ended up yeah, were spending
3: time in prison. People who were destroying things and taking a crap on the floor. I, and I'm not talking about
2: those. Those deserve to spend time in prison. But out of the 1,000, over a 1,000 people who have been found guilty or mm-hmm. ended up taking a plea deal, not all of them broke in. Not all of them broke anything or destroyed any property.
3: Well, in, in the other thing you're talking about, nobody did.
2: I, I get that. But they were still arrested. Are being arrested should be enough that if they did the same thing, they shouldn't didn't. they spend three? Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. The hell they, What? how did they not? The 300
3: they, people they, arrested they did the, the door, exact same thing. They opened the door, walked into the building, all were in one big room and sat down.
2: Not all of them. Mm-hmm. No, not all. You might, You need to look at the videos, Chris. You haven't looked at the videos. If you're saying that not, all they did was come in and sit down.
3: What else did they do?
2: some of them were rioting they were pushing police and attacking police some have been arrested for attacking the police
3: not, not according to the police they were arrested for not leaving not attacking the police
2: well um, we're gonna have to agree to disagree because uh... i'll, I'll find the story that I, I saw where some have been arrested for attacking the police um, coming up we're out of time on this break we got news coming up here next two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your verizon wireless
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk on KDOI. Yeah, guys,
5: the U.S. Capitol is a big complex, so we're going to go into a candidate forum this evening, and they're the on
1: capital. track.
2: Sorry about that. My bad. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. As you just heard. We are giving away tickets to the Boise State-Wyoming game coming up this Saturday. Would you like to go absolutely free? We have more tickets than anybody out. This is your first chance, by the way, to get your tickets this morning. You've got about another 20 minutes to go ahead and get your text in. Text the word Broncos. That's it. 208-336-3700. One person chosen at random. We'll get our first pair of tickets. If you uh, don't win this morning, don't worry. We've got tickets for you all this week. Nate Shellman, as a matter of fact, has another chance for you to win coming up tonight after 6 o'clock. So be listening in. Clay Out West uh, writes in an email, we were talking a little bit earlier, uh, about the uh, Middle East and what, dangerous uh, that so many things in the last week have happened that could possibly draw in the United States to send in troops to the Middle East Clay Out West writes in, we went to the Middle East after nine eleven to get that over with. How long did that last? We still have forces based in Germany, Japan, and Iraq. Wars become occupations, which become forever commitments. Uh, that's from Clay. Um, Steve writes in, another subject we were talking about this morning, uh, about the uh, Speaker vote that's going to be going on, hopefully today, over and under. Chris, do you think the Speaker vote... <laughs> will we have a speaker by friday
3: i know i better i know better than to put money on this
2: now no, i know we're not and i don't want to put money on it do you think we will have a speaker by friday of this week our final day on the air this week
3: you know what i do uh, i'm going to say yes but something is you know something out of the ordinary has to happen they have to come up with a different candidate that everybody goes oh, okay fine the
2: behind the door meetings with the secret ballots will begin tomorrow. So they don't even start discussing this yeah. till tonight. Um, you will hear the nine people have thrown their hats in the ring. They will all give speeches uh, beginning tonight in the House. And then tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, we don't even know when that will happen, um, then they will do the secret balloting mm-hmm. of all the Republicans to try and bring forth one out of the nine that they think can garner enough votes in the House to become the uh, new Speaker.
3: And, of course, that'll still just be on the, on the Republican side. Yes. Because the Democrats will continue to put up uh, their candidate. Hakeem Jeffries. Who has gotten a yeah. lot of votes for somebody who's never been elected. As
2: a matter of fact, there has not been one vote for other from the Democrats so far.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula wrote in. She says, one, the QAnon shaman was not arrested for walking around he was one of the first people to get in through broken windows and doors and cited inside of the mob and encouraged them to break in Two, the q shaman was not released for lack of evidence he was released according to federal sentencing guidelines although the
2: video after he was uh, released it wasn't released to the public before he was sentenced shows that he had somebody with him police officers within the entire time that he was in the capital leading him around opening doors for him now i don't know you know what he did to get in if he was one of the people that broke through barriers um if he himself actually broke something but during the entire time that he was on video he didn't he was being led around by a minimum of two police officers at all times
3: denny in nampa says to quote ezra taft benson you are free to choose but you are not free from the consequences of your choice He was the Secretary of Agriculture and then later was the President of the LDS Church. Not Denny, Ezra Taft Benson. Yes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. Listening on 670 AM this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning.
10: Good morning. um, Thanks for taking my call. I was, when you two were going at it, um, it suddenly occurred to me that, Kamala Harris will come to the rescue and bail them all out. So they'll get away scot-free by doing nothing, apparently on paper. Mm. That's the way I see it.
2: How will how will she and bail them out? One well, would, one would assume with money. In,
10: yeah. If they got taken in for trespassing or what have you, they're all going to have a fine. And so if they pay the fine in, in advance then they're not going to have to be incarcerated and they'll just they'll, they'll be able to get it get get in trouble and get out of get that, that get out of jail free card mm. and uh, i
3: could see it happening that way see the january 6th people didn't get bailed out by the vice president because he was kind of the one they were there to see
2: yeah and i don't i don't think kamala harris has the power to bail them out either
10: in this particular instance she, did that too. she bailed out all the rioters on the uh, for the what was it, it was for George Floyd's death That rioted for over what was it 500 days
2: yeah i don't i don't i don't necessarily uh, agree with you that she was responsible for bailing them out herself but thank you for the call thanks for your opinion 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us also, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Not surprised, right? Uh Let's point out the Capitol Police opening the gates, letting people into the Capitol, escorting folks around during January 6th. Both January 6th people were coerced by their own government to take a plea deal for things they never did. Video vindicates many people who are innocent, just like the video shows the peaceful sit-in wasn't such. Don't care what the police are told to charge and not charge folks by Marxists in upper echelons of the government. Video evidence were being being lied to.
3: Curtis uh, writes, in watching CBS Sunday morning this weekend, I was disappointed in the commentary at the end of the show being pro-Hamas and being pro-what Hamas did to Israel, I think that's a dangerous stance. I don't want CBS Evening News. I don't watch, probably, is what he meant. CBS Evening News, because they are very biased anyway, but I used to enjoy the Sunday morning show. I'm not anymore.
2: I still don't understand the anti-Israel part of this from United States citizens. I get the understanding that not everybody in Gaza is Hamas, and they're not all terrorists. I get that. And and I get that there are innocent people that are probably um, having to suffer because of what Hamas did. However, I don't know what you would expect Israel to do, because if Hamas had not attacked Israel, we wouldn't be having these conversations right now.
3: True. True.
2: And part of the thing, and the way I think about this is, if these same people, I wonder what these same people who are anti-Israel would feel if, say, the cartel from Mexico. The cartels got together, cartels, the U.S. considers them terrorist groups. And if the cartels in Mexico came in and attacked U.S. citizens on U.S. soil, and the mexican government refused to do anything about it what do you think would happen you don't think the united states would defend themselves against a foreign invasion and would attack cartels on foreign soil in mexico without the approval of the mexican government and if they had killed people say they came in and 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 the cartel killed maybe 300 people say at a music festival U.S. citizens who were attending a music festival just across the border. Would you feel the same way if the United States went in and took out, tried to take out the cartels and in the process possibly injured and killed innocent Mexican citizens because they were in amongst the cartels? I know it's a what if argument, but what if? Would you feel different?
3: Lisa says, there are people who see the treatment of Palestinians by Israelis over the years as the same as Americans treated Indians and black people, the same as South Africa treated blacks, the same as Australia treated aborigines, and since it happened much more recently than those things, they're still mad and still want to do something about it. So
2: what do you do about it?
3: That's a good question. Lisa,
2: I'm asking you, what do you do about it? You're per- are you, are you throughout okay? History,
3: throughout history, people have been, you know, what they consider to be permanently located on large pieces of land, and somebody else has come in and taken over and said, it's not yours anymore, it's ours now. And that has happened for thousands of years. And, all, all over the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so I, I don't know. I mean, once um, somebody like the United Nations has stepped in and said, okay, this is fine, it's kind of hard to fight it. But the Palestinians haven't given up. And there are people who are on their side. There are plenty of people who are uh, on the side of the Israelis no matter what. There are people who are on everybody's side except Hamas. That's kind of a good thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what do you do do in this? And I, I totally get it. I totally get both sides of the argument, but I think you're going to see, as you've already started to see, and this was predicted when this when this attack from Hamas first happened. That you are going to see a lot of Americans come out against Israel. And the longer this goes on, the more Americans are start are going to start to be against Israel in this fight. And I think you are already within the last few days starting to see even more and more of that. Um, there were hundreds of people in New York City that were arrested over the weekend because of the rioting and demonstrations that went on in New York City pro Palestine. Uh, pro-Palestine demonstrations How, how much more of this is it going to be and how much greater are we going to see the support for Palestine against Israel 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. If you want to get through, this is your final chance. Go ahead and get through. You can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. It's also your final chance to text the word Broncos. If you want BSU tickets for the Wyoming game this weekend, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. You have just a couple more minutes, and we'll pick one winner out of everybody who's texted us.
1: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I
2: wanted to get to this before the end of the show today, and this may be something we talk about a little bit more tomorrow because of what's been going on with uh, Thomas Creech. He has a uh, hearing, to commute his uh, sentence, coming up here soon. Supposed to be put to death, had another uh, death Penalty, uh, His death penalty was supposed to be next month. It was supposed to be uh, in effect once again. But uh, he is now going to have a commutation hearing to find out whether or not he will be put to death next month. Now, anybody that's listening to the show, and I've said it, I'm not a secret, you know, that I'm for capital punishment. There's a lot of people who are out there that are for capital punishment. Um, this might give a little pause to that a man sentenced to death for a nineteen ninety eight murder in oregon is now free two years after the oregon court of appeals reversed the conviction Oregon innocent project accused the state of committing a heinous injustice in its handling of the case the Marion County District Attorney's Office asked the Marion County Circuit Court to dismiss the case against Jesse Johnson, saying that based upon the amount of time that had passed and the unavailability of critical evidence in the case, the state no longer believes that it can prove his guilt. Court granted the motion uh, last month, and the man walked out of county jail where he was held while prosecutors had molded a retrial for the stabbing death of a nurse's aide, Harriet Sonny Thompson, who was 28 years old at the time in her Salem home. Johnson, who was black, was repeatedly uh, claiming that he was innocent and refused a plea deal over the years. While well, Johnson had been sentenced to death after he was convicted in 2004, uh, former Governor John uh, Kitzhaber, you remember, declared a moratorium on executions in 2011. And last year, Governor K. Brown commuted all the state's 17 death sentences and ordered the dismantling of the state's execution chamber, Oregon Innocence Project, which represented Johnson during the appeal process, said racism played a big role in Johnson's wrongful imprisonment. The group said Johnson's trial lawyers failed to interview key witnesses who saw a white man fleeing the home of Thompson, who was black. Soon after the murder, another of Thompson's neighbors had brought a Salem uh, police detective to Hubbard's house. When Hubbard began describing what she had seen, she alleges the detectives said that a black woman got murdered and a black man is going to pay for it, unquote. The state resisted requests for additional DNA testing that could have revealed other suspects. Johnson's DNA, by the way, was never found on any of the tested murder evidence or in the house. And
3: that's when the Innocence Project gets involved, when they haven't looked at all the DNA, and the Innocence Project goes in and says, hey, let's look at the DNA. Quoting here, for 25 years,
2: the state of Oregon has fought to defend their deeply flawed case against our former client, Jesse Johnson. There uh, can be no more heinous injusti- injustice imaginable than for Mr. Johnson to have heard a sentence of death pronounced against him all those years ago in Marion County and then to waste away for years on death row. Yeah. Well, there could be one more heinous than that that would be to have carried out the death penalty and to now go, all right, he w- sorry, our bad, we screwed mm-hmm. up. Um, Evidence points that it wasn't him. But you're right. He, I mean, the Innocence Project is right. This is one of those things, like I said, that may give me some pause to carrying out death penalties yeah. so quickly, as, as I've mentioned, when it's so in It's like, get kill that guy, don't support him with taxpayer dollars for 30, 40 years on death row. Now, I, I still believe, you know, 40 years is enough.
3: Mm-hmm. Then there are so many there are so many uh, factors that go into, you know, a death penalty. Uh, One is that uh, the person has admitted that they did it. Okay, but probably they admitted they did it. They admitted that they did it to get a lighter sentence, and yet the ones who admitted they did it are the only ones that you were sure are guilty. Mm -hmm. And so they would be the ones most likely to get the death penalty, right? Right. However, they give the death penalty the ones to the ones who won't admit it or show any remorse, even though if you didn't do it, it's kind of hard to show remorse
2: and as you heard in this particular story, here was somebody who was offered a lesser sentence said no if he admitted to doing it and said no because he didn't do uh,
3: yeah, it the only thing I won't do is admit to doing it
2: yeah. So I just wanted to give that story. Um, we can talk more about that. If you want to email your responses in uh, on what you think about that and your thoughts on capital punishment, you can do that. We'll have more Bronco tickets to give away. We'll announce our winner uh, coming up here. We'll get in contact with you. And don't forget, if you didn't win this morning, another chance coming up tomorrow morning and with Nate Shillman after 6 today.